Thanks again for tuning in to my Mind, Body, Soul Stuff podcast. It has been a really lovely little week away. Um, So thank you for everybody being so patient for the next episode. I took a little break and I've come back to London sunshine stronger than ever, which if any of you live here or have visited know that that's a complete rarity. Um, Whilst it's totally incredibly insanely hot in the city it's actually really amazing so it's nice to come back to the sun shining so greatly um whilst I was away actually I managed to fit in uh, a lot of uh, reflection and thoughts and it was really quite incredible because it's so funny when we want to learn um so I there were so many different places I was learning from in terms of people, conversations I've had with people or I had with people, um, little signs in different places. And so I picked up quite a few profound lessons whilst I was away and they were sometimes in the most simplest conversations um, and just of being aware and being open to uh, what the universe is constantly trying to teach us, what our angels uh, are constantly trying to guide us towards. And one of the things uh, that I that came to my mind when I was uh, in a car ride and I think we were heading down to one of the beaches um, was I was sort of going through a lot of my goals or dreams or desires and a very strong question came through and it was what's stopping you? So that is the topic that I really wanted to go into today because after that question came up, I I sat through it and I kept asking myself, what is stopping me? And I wanted to share a few things with you that came up for me then that could be helpful to you guys also. Uh, or it could be something that you just resonate with. Maybe you have your own different techniques um, and I would love to hear about them. Uh, but it is definitely something that I wanted to touch up on for today. So before we go ahead, I'm going to quickly go and introduce myself. My name is Lana Almuller and I currently work as a nutritional therapist and at the moment a Reiki practitioner. I just finished being attuned to my Reiki level one. So you can find most of my work on my website, a table for one, that's the number one.com. Um, or on my Instagram at Lunar Oniori. All of my links to my social media um, is up on the website, so you can check them out there. And um, again, I love hearing from you guys and I love receiving your emails. And this podcast is really created to be able to connect with one another and um, be able to share with one another in our vulnerability and I really believe that that's what connects us as humans. We all have uh, emotions. We all go through tough times, rough times, happy times. And it's important that we are able to create spaces where there is safe uh, safety and non-judgment um, so that we can really connect with one another because we all go through things. So it's really beautiful and uh, reminds me so much more and more of just how human we really are when I receive your emails and and hear your stories and your experiences. So thank you so much for uh, being brave and taking that courage to opening up to, um, I think to some of you, I may be a complete stranger. <laughs> 
and uh, it's it's really very inspiring so thank you and if you want to connect with me in any way and join the conversation please feel free you can email me uh, tweet me dm me on instagram whatever way you feel you want to connect with me please do um, i love hearing from all of you and uh, yeah let's begin so i think with when trying to achieve or when we are dreaming of our goals and our dreams and our desires and we say oh I wish I could do this or I wish I could do that Um, and I am guilty because I do that to myself a lot but yet when I hear it from friends or family members or people I may talk to and they say oh I wish I could do that I ask them the very same question what's stopping you and we usually have a lot of answers to that and sometimes we might not have any at all we just we don't know uh but deep down there is a reason but we may not be able to really be sitting um, and confronting what that reason is and so sometimes it might just take a bit of stillness and digging deep to really try and figure out what is it that is stopping us but sometimes we might have uh, all sorts of reasons Uh, most of which are excuses as I've recognized in my own experiences of I don't have enough time or I just simply can't do it or what's everyone going to think of me or I'm you know I have a fear of looking stupid in front of people or I just feel like I'm not good enough or um, what's the point you know and what's the point is a very interesting one because uh, with many different Uh, variations of life's pleasures whatever they may be for us perhaps it may be painting or playing piano I've heard a lot of people say oh but what's the point as if they were needing to make a career out of something that they were going to be doing that was simply just going to be fueling them with a love with a passion a desire there would be this sort of well why 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 should I bother? And the answer to that is so simple. It's for your own pleasure. And this was a conversation, a brief one that I had whilst I was away with a couple of friends. And someone said those exact words before they could come out of my mouth was, it's for your own pleasure. And it doesn't need to be for anybody else and it doesn't need to be for anything. And it doesn't mean that you need to go and study it professionally and become an A grade student at it or, you know, win a Nobel Prize. But we do the things or we we should do the things that we love to do because they fuel us with love. It's what lights us up. And that is a big enough reason to be doing whatever it is that we wish or desire to do. Bigger than any other reason, to be honest, because that is really how we fuel ourselves with self-love. And self-love is one of the greatest revolutions we can have within ourselves. And it's such a domino effect. When we begin to really fuel ourselves with self-love and get into the space of being love and feeling love it it spreads that energy is so powerful it spreads on to everybody around us 
And uh, I go through the ways in which we can nourish ourselves through self-love in, in one of the other episodes in the podcast. And there are so many ways in which we can do that. And so putting our dreams and desires forth, uh, you know, is, is, is a step forward in such a great direction. And it's so important to also just realize we don't need to um, be at the top before we've already begun. And that was another really strong message that came through to me whilst I was away and we were practicing yoga with my yoga teacher out there, Diana, who's an incredible lady. So I was in Ibiza for um, for a week with uh, family and friends. And um, we did, I did a little class with two of my friends and, um, and Diana, the teacher. And one of the things that she said is, we are always rushing to get to the top. We always sort of want a fast track to wherever it is that we're trying to reach. But the purpose of the journey is not in the destination. The purpose of the journey is in the journey itself. And I heard that and I resonated so much with it. And I was like, that is one of the greatest reminders I can tell to myself right now and today. For me in my experience, um, and for many other people that I that I speak to, uh, you know, we always sort of have this feeling that we need to be great at something or at the top of something before we've even begun. And I always am reminding others and reminding myself that everybody starts somewhere. So before we look at this huge picture of where we think we need to be to get what we want, we also need to take a step back and realize, well, we can get there as long as we want, but everybody starts somewhere and it's in taking that first step. A long, long time ago, I was um, with a really dear friend of mine and her brother and we had just finished at some vegan fest in Olympia in London and uh, we met with her brother who took us to a nearby park to sort of just play around in nature for a little bit and we were walking along having a lovely time and just as the day was sort of coming to an end he proposes that we climb a tree I had never climbed a tree before then properly in my life. So naturally the thought of that freaked me out. As much as I wanted to be really cool and be like, yeah, let's climb a tree. Um, I was like, I'm not climbing a tree. And my excuses were, I'm tired. I don't want to climb a tree and I'm just ready to go home now. I've had a really long day and uh, his sister and, and him were like, come on, get up. And by this point they were ready to, to kind of two branches up, chose this huge tree. And I also looked at that tree and I was like, nope, <laughs> I'm really tired. And they were like, come on, stop making excuses. And I was like, no. And then I started to get angry. And I was like, I went to the gym yesterday, my arms hurt. I'm really tired. I don't want to do this. And uh, he forced me through it. There was no way that he was going to let it slide. And <laughs> I was wanting to curse him so much in the beginning. Um, but step by step, he kind of took me through it and I grabbed my first branch with, branch with my arms and had to swing my legs up. And I was like, I can't do this. And he was like, yes, you can. Just put your foot around, blah, blah, blah. And 
coached me through it and I remember like wanting to punch him at the same but at the same time was was laughing at everything um just thinking this is mad uh but then I sat up on the first branch which was quite a a bit away from the ground like a good jump away from the ground and I thought I sat there and he was like how do you feel and I was like huh okay this feels nice and he was like great take your time get comfortable with the tree be kind to it and she'll be kind to you and when you're ready stand up and take your next step to the next branch and I literally did just that and I got got up and put my foot onto the next branch and then felt comfortable there lifted myself up onto there and felt good with it and I just took it in my own space in my own pace even um and approached it in a very gentle loving kind of way every time I'd feel comfortable and I felt safe I'd, I'd take myself on to the next branch before I knew it I was at the top of the tree and I sat there and I was like wow and I looked at both of them and I admitted I'd never climbed a tree before and they were both like what um and you know uh went on to tell me I was going to sleep amazing that night and it's so important that you kind of push past that fear and there was a very strong message that he said to me after that we sat at the very top of the tree and it was just about sunset and it was beautiful and I looked around and I just thought wow this is amazing um and I I deep down felt so good because I knew that I was using excuses because I was just afraid and then being able to push past that with a gentleness and kindness and love um I was at the top of the tree and feeling great that I'd pushed past the fear and in a very gentle kind loving way. So I sat there and he said now apply this to life. And I was like, "Huh, interesting." And he said, "Sometimes when we look at life, we see it as this great big tree and it's overwhelming and it can be very overwhelming. But if we take life step by step the same way you took this tree branch by branch, we get to the top before we even know it. And I was just taken aback by that and I was like, wow, that was a very very strong strong message for me. And at the time I was studying nutrition and it was I think in my final year I was very overwhelmed with exams and dissertations and um writing and any time I felt myself and I still do this every time I feel myself uh, getting very overwhelmed at what the overall goal is um you know whether that's whatever I hold anxiety towards whether that's traveling um or uh getting an article done or shooting a recipe or uh releasing an ebook or whatever it is that seems so overwhelming but great because it's a dream and a desire that i have but then i might look at it and i'm like whoa okay um you know there's so much to do and and then it overwhelms me and sometimes that puts me off because then the fear kicks in and it's like you can't deal with this this is too big or you know you can't cope and you can't deal and it's all these fears of you can't do this and I take a step back and I apply exactly that message and I say okay and it's so much to do with practicing mindfulness and bringing yourself back into the present moment of okay so what do I need to do right now for today that I can get done 
that is ultimately leading me to where I need to be. So, okay, today I need to reply back to this email. I need to write up a consultation plan. Um, I need to, I can do a couple of paragraphs for my ebook and I literally just take it through baby steps and I don't think about the overall bigger picture. And every day or every moment I do step by step and then before I know it, I'm where I want to be. Um, sometimes or in the past I used to hold a lot of anxiety around traveling to the point where I mean getting on a plane I would cancel last minute I would fight myself to get off um, I would be so heavily medicated this was around five five six years ago I would have to take very heavy medication to knock myself out from still knocks to Xanax all kinds of anti-anxiety and sleeping pills and that's the only way that I would be able to get on a flight um, and the anxiety before the flight would kick in months before, um, months before where I'd have sleepless nights, I'd be sweating every day. I was filled with so much anxiety and, um, that was helped a lot after seeing a psychotherapist and it wasn't actually anxiety around traveling at all. I was never scared of crashing or, uh, getting on to, uh, I wasn't actually scared of the traveling process. I was just dealing with a lot of anxiety and, anxiety for me was a lot of suppressed emotions so as soon as I was able to unleash and unlock all of this deep suppressed emotion that was um, within me uh, through psychotherapy through having that safe space to be able to be vulnerable and um, and release and let go uh, I the anxiety diminished I mean completely different story and traveling has been totally fine ever since I mean I never have to take anything I actually quite enjoy it and it became it has become now a time where I'm actually just allow myself to be in my own space and cut off from my phone and I get all my yummiest snacks and make it a nice time for me and I'll bring my essential oils on the plane and have my favorite shows or read my favorite books. Um, and so actually it's become a really nice time for me. But sometimes in the lead up to traveling, when I'm rushed and I'm feeling overwhelmed and I haven't given myself the chance to slow down and check in with me, I can feel it creeping up a bit. And so I apply the tree story again and I just bring myself back into the present moment and I go through, okay, and I check in with myself. What are you feeling? Why are you feeling this? Okay, address it and face it because a lot of the time anxiety um, and fears uh, get pushed, pushed behind, they get pushed back because we think that if we push them far back enough, we'll forget about them. But actually they really manifest inside us physically and they, and they come up as anxiety or long term over time come up as depression. And so feelings are there they're there for a reason they're there to be felt and it's so important that it's almost like um this we all have this little child inside of us and our feelings are sort of like that they're this little child that's crying out for attention and until we face them and give them that attention to allow them to be because in every feeling there is a reason there is a lesson to be learned when we allow those feelings to be we really allow ourselves to heal and so um, checking in with yourself and, you know, I do it a lot. So if I feel a bit sort of all over the place and the energy's a bit scatty and I've been on full go, take a moment 
to just sit in stillness. And this is why I practice my goddess hour daily for an hour, at least every day at the end of my workday, I tune out. And I call it my turn down time or my tune out time or my goddess time. And guys, this goes for everybody. It can be your God time, whatever you want to call it. It is a space in which we can create for stillness and peace and of mind for ourselves, where we can wrap up our work day and we get into something comfortable. We have a bath, shower, put on our favorite piece of music. It's time to relax. And sometimes in those moments, I'll just go through what I've learned from the day or what I need to know for the day or anything I want to let go of and release from the day or from the week. Um, and anything I want to bring forth. So I'll usually do a sage burn around the house, um, burn a little bit of sage or Palo Santo, cleanse the energy of my home, um, of myself, have a bath, relax, put in some nice essential oils, uh, get onto my bed, do a, a little bit of meditation, and then prepare a really nourishing meal, and then get into bed with either a really good book or my favorite show. And that is such a nice way that we can check in to ourselves and tune in to ourselves and just listen to what it is that our bodies might be needing to tell us. And it's so important that we really create that space to listen to ourselves. It's important that we create that space for each other to be able to listen and to be heard. But one of the most, the greatest things we can do for ourselves and for others is to create that space to be heard. And so it's interesting when we are looking at what is stopping us. Uh, a lot of the time it can be through just doubt, self-doubt. Uh, low self-esteem, thinking that we're not good enough. Um, and again, those are nourished, our self-esteem and our self-love is nourished through kind, loving acts to ourselves. So by having that daily um, quiet time for us where we are allowing ourselves to nourish, the world is very demanding and the energy that the world is in is quite uh, masculine dominant. And I will do another podcast on this um, as well because it's very interesting to understand dualities and the energies that are masculine and feminine. And our two main energies that create harmony are both masculine and feminine. And until we have the, the harmony of these energies within us, we create harmony in the energies external to us that create balance throughout the whole world and universe even. And the masculine, divine masculine energy governs um, the doing. So it's getting things done. It's that, you know, uh, a bit more aggressive, a bit more harsh. And when there's too much of a certain energy, we can fall into the unhealthier side of that. So too much greed. So masculine dominating would be greed, um, uh, anger, hatred, war, and uh, too much of the feminine energy would create uh, jealousy, possessiveness. Uh, but in balance, they are beautiful because the feminine is uh, governs being. It's in the being that we 
uh, you know, are able to sit and reflect and sit with ourselves and, and be. And masculine is so much to do with the doing. And we are a society that are doing constantly. We are told to do, 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 do. But we are not human doings. <laughs> we are ultimately human beings. And so getting back in touch with our divine feminine through self-love and, and healing and, and practices of creativity and, and nourishing and nurturing. Those are very mothering qualities. Those are very uh, feminine qualities. And it's not to say, uh, men and women that are listening, that these energies uh, represent uh, or are um, uh, take a, a physical body of a woman or man. They each one of us has both uh, masculine and feminine energies in, inside of us, and it's uh, creating balance between those two that we uh, are able to live in balance ourselves. So uh, a lot of men now we're doing we're seeing a lot a lot of uh, the feminine divine feminine work come through with women's circles or um, opening men up to their vulnerability and allowing them to be emotional and creatively express themselves. Uh, so we we are there is a big shift going on where we are stepping into. Um, becoming aware of this uh, divine feminine energy and, and how much she is calling us to be open to her. And um, it's incredible. I mean, we met uh, a, a really awesome guy the other night at a sound meditation who, you know, was this amazing, great, big, strong man um, and spoke so beautifully, so openly, so he was so emotional and vulnerable. And he had such a inspiring story. He'd been to jail. He'd ha he'd have he had had really tough times, but yet he had found his path um, of healing and he was talking about the divine feminine and and this center that he's um trying to align himself to and in the in being emotional and being vulnerable and allowing these processes to to be openly expressed so that he could heal and it was so beautiful seeing such a strong big man uh talk in such a nurturing and loving way and I just thought, wow, this is the sort of man that needs to lead more men's circles because, you know, he could resonate with so many men who have that sort of uh, societal pressure to feel like they need to be masculine, um, macho and, you know, not expressed because being emotional is, is weak or, you know, he was this sort of tough man, but at the center of him, this beautiful, warm bear almost, you know, just this beautiful warm being of so much love um, and vulnerability and so going back to the masculine and divine the divine masculine divine feminine energies um, it is so important in a world that's heavily governed by the divine masculine um, that we make time and we create space for the divine feminine in that sitting still and being. Whether you like to meditate or just have a bath or go for a walk or spend a bit of time in nature, uh, try to do these things daily into your everyday, just that little hour at least of time out for you where if you're living with someone, if you have a family, if you have kids, you make that known and say, this is my God or Goddess time. I'm taking out an hour each day just to be with me. Please do not disturb me. Just kindly put that boundary, set that boundary and make it your space. 
Some people might want to leave the house for a little bit, spend it in nature, spend it in a spa, um, whatever it may be, whatever works for you, but at least at an hour to give back to you. This is how we nourish ourselves through self-doubt. This is how we uh, fuel our tanks of self-love. This is how we fuel our tanks of self-esteem um, by self, by fueling with self-love and shutting down the conversation that says, I can't do this or I'm not good enough. And it's sometimes that simple. I find affirmations one of the most powerful things we can do as well for ourselves daily. An affirmation is something that we repeat to ourselves. It usually starts with the words I am followed by anything positive. And anytime I find myself in doubt or in worry or in fear, I sit there and I remind myself, I am brave. I am willing. I am capable. I am able whatever it is that comes to my mind that I feel like I need to hear or whatever it is that just comes to my mind I am beautiful I am feminine I am proud I am vulnerable I am emotional I am loving I am kind continue and just keep saying this and I say this either out loud if I'm in my own space or just in quiet in my own mind I say it to myself repeat it and repeat it and repeat it so sometimes I'll be on the way to a meeting and I have feelings of fear kick in or self-doubt of what are they going to think of me or oh my gosh I'm not good enough for this um, and I just repeat I take a deep breath in and repeat these affirmations because that voice that niggling little voice of fear in our heads can sometimes really take the reins and when we get wrapped up in its negative cycle it's just it becomes a vicious negative cycle of i'm not good enough oh this is crap oh did it and then we end up not performing the way we want to or uh, giving ourselves such a hard time and punishing ourselves and then we react to that instead of nourishing ourselves or doing something loving for ourselves we end up getting into quite a destructive pattern and the, our destruction really starts from what we tell ourselves. And that's where, that's the voice that stops us from anything. It's, we are our biggest listeners. And so what we tell ourselves is, is the very foundation for what sets the tone for our entire lives. We are the creator of our own lives. And what we tell ourselves is how we live it. So we may have belief systems in place that we've told ourselves our whole lives. Oh, I can't do this. Oh, I'm really bad at that. Oh, no one ever listens to me. Or I'm so um, incapable of being loved. And it does help to sometimes when it comes from a much deeper rooted place to go back to where we when we first started telling ourselves this where where this message came from and a lot of the time i'd say 99.9% of the time it comes from our childhood what we experienced growing up um what we experienced in our family life what we experienced from our parents what made us believe that we weren't good enough what situation or experience happened that made us feel inadequate and how can we go back to that time simply sit 
in stillness and take yourself back to that time and give yourself a message that you would want to hear back then. I am good enough. I am capable. I am loving. And I am capable of being loved. And I am worthy of love. It can be uh, tricky in some circumstances if we're still surrounded by the people who tell us we can't. And in any way we can, it's so important. Our environment and the people we surround ourselves with is so important that if somebody is no longer serving you or serves you in a very negative way to take a step back from this person. And I know that can sound very difficult because for a lot of people that may be family members or very close friends, but it's important that we create personal boundaries. And I know through a time where I was going through the beginning of my healing process through going through psychotherapy and there was a lot that was being uncover uncovered, I was in a very vulnerable and emotional state. Yet it felt so good because I was releasing so much and learning so much, but uh, I was still centering myself. I was still grounding myself. I was still learning who I actually was. I was remembering who I actually was. And so getting back to that place of remembering, um, I was still quite shaky. It was almost like a baby deer who was just learning to walk. So words still affected me. People's beliefs still affect me. People's opinions still affected me. Uh, I felt very sensitive. And so I, uh, I enclosed myself in my own space quite a lot. And, and not in an unhealthy, isolating way, but in a protective way. I learned that I had to protect my energy. And so if there was a situation that was not serving me at that time, I would leave. Um, and I would go back and I'd protect myself. I'd close my, my space. I would sort of um, not close my space as in close it energetically uh, with light so that nothing harmful could come in. I would do something very loving and nurturing for myself. At times it felt quite lonely whilst I was still trying to get my two feet on the ground because I felt like I really wanted to meet with someone that I could connect with and who didn't have such opposing beliefs um, that made me kind of stumble a little bit. But once I got my feet on the ground and I was able to center myself, it doesn't bother me when I'm around people who have different... I can accept we are all very different, but at the time I needed that... Um, that sort of safety net and uh, you know if somebody now has completely different beliefs and completely different ways of doing things it doesn't affect me at all I smile and I accept that everybody's on their own journey and I connect with the people that I connect with and I don't uh, look down on anyone in any sort of way I don't think badly of if anybody has any different ways of doing things I love it I love to see what works for other people and I love to be there to support and guide people um, and uh, ultimately it just goes back to no, no judging there's no judgment uh, you know we're not in any position to judge anybody uh, everybody goes through things in their own way and that's fine as long as you have your uh, as long as you are focused on your journey um, that's fine and there's no wrong or right way of doing things so what I was sort of wanting to come to with that was that it can be difficult understandably if we live in a household with someone who's constantly putting us down and I've been there before 
and um, <laughs> I had a very challenging mother who was always comparing me uh, to other people or what you know I'd say oh I'm gonna start doing painting classes why what's the point in that you know it was a lot of this voice of this negative kind of voice of what's the point and why and look at this person and why aren't you like that and da 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 and you know it it was really difficult to live with so I can understand um when it's you know when when we are living with someone like that it can sometimes feel a little bit difficult um because you don't know how to separate yourself but in that space it's important that we always create boundaries so if that means having to move out or um or uh, have a time where you're away and able to create boundaries and and also reflect, be the mirror that reflects what they're saying back onto them. Because a lot of the time people, what people say is usually a projection of themselves. And so I got into this sort of routine of if my mother come down the stairs and she'd say something to me, I'd be like, oh, you seem awfully angry today. Or are you having a bad day? And it would kind of be like, oh, like it would deflect the energy she was putting out back onto her to either make her a bit sort of like, oh, and maybe even question her in mind, am I having a bad day? Am I angry? No, I'm not angry. I'm fine. And I'd be like, okay. So you don't take it on as your own because that's something very important that we need to understand is everyone, a lot of the time, is just projecting. And there's a really lovely saying that says, um, what I think it goes along the lines of uh, your perception of me is a reflection of you and my reaction to you is an awareness of me so how we react really does show us the work that we need to do in our lives so if something triggers us we need to think okay why does that trigger me so much was there something when I was younger that used to trigger me all the time? If somebody says something to me like, oh, that's crap. Is that because I was told that so much when I was a kid that when I hear it now, it makes me angry. It makes me want to kill you or like snap at you or I don't know what. It makes me angry. So from our reaction, we can really understand a lot more about ourselves. But with people's projections, it's so much to do with themselves. With people's perceptions of us, it's so much to do with themselves. For instance, uh, I've been around friends who, you know, will constantly comment on a woman's body, a woman's body. And I sit there and I sort of smile to myself and I I know these friends very well, so I recognize and they've opened up to me on how they have insecurities with their own body. So naturally they they, they go straight to the body of somebody else and they judge that because essentially they're judging their own constantly so it's all that they know so to be afraid of what people might think of us is one of the most unnecessary fears we can ever hold because what people think of us does not reflect what we are it reflects themselves. So if people want to sit there and talk about physical appearance or, um, oh, this person's so weird. Have you seen she's gotten really into yoga at the moment? I don't know. But whatever it is, it's it's a fear and it's an insecurity within themselves. And as long as we are doing what we 
feel fuels us, nothing else matters. As long as we're not harming others or anyone around us and we're fueling ourselves with what feels good for us, then nothing else matters. If we learn to live in authenticity, which is being true to us, speaking our truth and expressing ourselves in the ways in which we choose to express ourselves without anybody telling us how to, nothing else matters. So next time we get into a space of, I really wish I could do this. I really wish I could do that. It would be worth sitting with ourselves and questioning, well, what's stopping me? And instead of looking the bigger picture of this as this overwhelming, huge monstrosity in our life, take it step by step and if it's meant to be it will always be and if it feels good feel it in your intuition but intuition and fear and this is another podcast I want to do another episode I want to do can be very easily muddled because we feel fear in the same place as we feel intuition a lot of the time in our stomach and so sometimes fear can override and we'd be like no 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 I know it I feel something bad is going to happen and this happens to me and I'm I'm somebody that uh I like I've always had a very strong intuition but in my more adult years I definitely hold a lot more fears and it's something that I'm still working on every day and uh so my my intuition is strong, but then my fear will kick in and I'll be like, I feel it. I can feel something bad's going to happen. I need to get out this car, to, you know, or I'll be faced with a scary thing. And then I'm like, are you just scared? Are you making excuses for yourself right now? What is, you know, what's the worst that can happen? Why are you freaking out? And then I recognize I'm freaking out and I'm like, just let go, dude. Because a lot of the time I've now realized that's held me back from a lot more than it's actually served me any good. And I recognize I don't want to be held back from doing the things that I want to do. And these are still things that I'm working on. Um, You know, there are things that I've always dreamt of doing, whether that's just traveling or going and doing a course or living somewhere else for a little bit, Um, you know, taking up acting classes again um, or dance classes again or all these little things that fuel me doing um, painting again. Uh, All these sort of things that are holding me back they're holding me back for no reason and it's just myself that's holding me back and so the next time we feel these things stopping us just sit in and check in with yourself and why question why and just take each day as it comes and practice the mindfulness of doing whatever it is you can do in that situation right now to make you feel good that is going to lead you to where you want to be. So uh, a dear friend of mine, Mariam, who I share my entire life and deepest, darkest depths of my brain with, um, you know, anytime I go to her to talk, she's there to listen and she's just a great listener. And that's something that we don't do so often as well is, is hold that space for just to be heard without advice, without opinion not without advice, mainly without opinion. She she sits there and she listens so greatly with just uh, advice or not even advice direction. She just sort of reflects, throws questions to me to make me 
come to more of a realization. She's incredibly gifted. <laughs> and um, at the end of the conversation, she'll usually end it with, what can you do? Or how are you going to spend your day? Or she'll say to me, what can you do right now that will make you feel good? And then I'll be like, yeah, okay, I'm going to have a bath. I'm going to I'm gonna do this. Anything that's nurturing. She's like, that's it. That's that sounds beautiful. And I'm like, yes, it's that simple. What can I do right now that's going to nurture and nourish me? And um, it's we can apply that so much to also our goals and our dreams and our desires. So what can I do right now that's going to allow me to become a nutritional therapist okay let's do a short course that's how I started I did a short course in herbal medicine actually and I thought let's start there because I'm interested um, and I want to see how it goes and then I loved it and then I went on to do nutrition because I realized that was the foundation of any kind of external herbal uh, practice so I went on to study that and I recognized it was a big commitment but I just took every day as it came and I implemented that by starting my website, A Table for One, where I kind of made it my journey. So it was like a journal. That's another really great way of doing things is journaling. So it keeps you in the present moment. You write every day your thoughts and your dreams and your goals and your desires or what you felt for that day and or what you learned from that day. If you guys have any kind of ways in which you uh, are able to step past your fear or face your fear in the eyes I would love to hear from you uh, I think it's such an important exercise and it would be great for everyone else also to know uh, different ways in which we can really look at our fears straight in the eyes and give that give it all the love we have to give and get through it with love uh, love for ourselves mostly because it's really love that takes us forth and it's so much about whether we want to live in fear or live in love. We always have two choices in life. And it's a bit like the the old story of the wolves and 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 the Native American tribes with uh, which which wolf we want to feed. One of them represents uh, anger, greed, and jealousy. One of them represents love. And the more we feed one the greater we head in that direction, the, the, the greater that wolf becomes. So which wolf do you want to feed? Which, which path do you want to take? Do you want to live in love or do you want to live in fear? Because we can always be stuck in a position where we are feeding our fears and telling our fears what they want to hear, which is that we're not able, we're not capable. I'm too scared. What are people going to look at me? What are people going to think of me? Um, Etc. Or we can choose to live in love and start with our affirmations. I'm, I'm capable, I'm loving, I'm love, I'm kind, I'm light, I'm generous. And uh, there's a really great book to, uh, that's very interesting called The Biology of Belief by Bruce Lipton um, that one of you guys actually recommended to me and it's an amazing book of the cell biologist. And uh, it's all about exactly that, the biology of belief and how our cells actually change to whatever it is we tell ourselves because our bodies are always listening. We are always listening. 
And so we have the power to heal ourselves. We have the power to create our, li- our own lives. We have the ability to create whatever it is we want from life. It is in our power. We always have choice. And if it's not something that we, can't, we can do physically, it's something that we can always choose mentally. We always have the choice. We can look at things in a negative way, in a fearful way, or we can look at things in a loving, open and lightful way. So remember, when you feel stuck in a place or you feel like you can't do something, you always have the choice. It's only you that's stopping you and you can get to where you need to be if you really want to. And we are all deserving and worthy of being exactly where we want to be. And it's so important to remember that, that we should always be our number one priority and always remember we are so deserving of that love that we seek. And that love comes from within us always to begin with, not from anything external, not from a relationship, not from material possessions. It really comes from within us. It's an energy, it's a frequency of the highest vibration. And the more we fuel ourselves, the more we connect with the universe, with earth, we fuel ourselves with good food. We do good to ourselves, we fuel ourselves with that higher vibration that then radiates and flows out of us to everybody around us. And then that energy draws only good back into your life. So it really is that law of attraction, what you put out, you get back. And on that note, I think we've pretty much covered what I wanted to talk about for today. But if you guys have any thoughts or opinions to share, uh, please email me hello at a table for one, that's the number one.com. Or um, feel free to contact me in any other way you want on my website. All of my links are there a table for one, the number one.com. And I am going to leave you again with my favorite track of the day. I hope you're all having a lovely morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you may be and uh, that you continue to walk forth in love and in light. Tabs on your tongue. I heard the shepherds, I heard the sheep sleep. Now my only one. Broken sweethearts, who sleep apart. Lost your pine, your side spines, who sleeps out. Suppose now shush She makes a sound the sound she makes to calm me down.
Soaps Louis are so thin As I begin rubbing others out Your state was on my skin Thank you. 